Santa's dropping off way more than you expected this year. Thanks to Xfinity, the whole family can enjoy great coverage and fast, reliable internet speed up to gig, all at a great value. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed. This is Lazy River Rag by Dan Leibowitz. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes. A daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Did you catch that congressional hearing yesterday before the House Government Oversight Committee? No, it's, it's not called Government Oversight anymore. They just call it the House Oversight Committee. Apparently now that the Democrats have taken the majority in the House and Elijah Cumming is the chair of the former House Government Oversight Committee, they're not confining themselves any longer to just overseeing matters related to government operations and making sure that uh, executive branches are uh, you know free from corruption and not wasting money or exploring uh, legislation no no they're they're overseeing everything it's just the house oversight committee now and apparently they're going to look into just about anything that takes their fancy, especially if it uh, serves the interests of the Democrat Party and beating Donald Trump. Because yesterday the Democrats really shamed themselves. They shamed the House of Representatives. They shamed the nation in one of the most despicable acts that I've ever seen in American politics. They put on a tabloid sleazy um, hearing with Michael Cohen, a convicted perjurer, known liar, uh, who came before the committee and, uh, you know, coached and brought, by the way, by Lanny Davis, the fixer for the Clinton family. Lanny Davis is basically... um, the Clinton families... uh, Lanny Davis is to the Clintons what Michael Cohen was to the Trump organization. He's their fixer. Now, he's smoother. He is more polished. But have no doubt about it, he is just as dishonest and just as ruthless and just as unethical as Michael Cohen ever was. The difference is, obviously, Lanny Davis operates at a much higher level than than uh, Michael Cohen did. But while the president was over in Vietnam for the second summit with uh, Kim Jong-un, the North Korean dictator, trying to talk the little fat man <clears throat> excuse me, into denuclearizing the Korean peninsula, something on which the lives of literally hundreds of millions of people 
hang in the balance. The Democrats took the opportunity to play uh, some of the most sleazy partisan politics you have ever witnessed in your life. At yesterday's seven-hour hearing before the House Oversight Committee, there are overseers. And this spectacle was broadcast worldwide on TV. So while the president was um, meeting with the North Korean dictator and the credibility and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, prestige of the United States of America was on the line. The Democrats were back in Washington, D.C., the swamp, orchestrating a spectacle for basically cable TV and the, uh, the never Trumpers. So, I mean, what do you say about it? Elijah Cumming made a complete fool of himself and the nation at the same time. And uh, I guess uh, I'll start by playing some clips. I've got some kind of long clips here I'm going to play for you. The first is uh, Michael Cohen's opening, just to give you a little flavor of what Cohen was, uh, was trying to do. And, uh, and have no doubt about it, this opening was a script written for him by the Clinton's fixer, Lanny Davis. And you can bet old Bill, Bo, and Hillary were sitting on the couch, uh, couch in Chappaqua just laughing their butts off. Correct the record. I am here under oath to correct the record to answer the committee's questions truthfully. Well, you know you were under oath once before, before that same committee, and you're going to jail for that in just a couple of months because you admitted to lying. Now, you know, to tell you the truth, I don't know if, in fact, he did lie during that previous appearance before the committee because the thing that they're putting him up for lying about is so innocuous and really non-consequential that there's no reason for him to have lied about it. But uh, Robert Mueller made him um, uh, plead to lying about that in order to try to smear Trump. And, of course, Lanny Davis, representing uh, Michael Cohen, were led to believe for free, if you believe that. I got a bridge to sell you. But we're led to believe that Lanny Davis is just doing all this out of the goodness of his heart. The Clintons aren't paying him out of their ill-gotten gains. Tom uh, Tom Steyer's not paying him. It's a joke. Here we go again. The record to answer the committee's questions truthfully and to offer the American people what I know about President Trump because I know what Mr. Trump is. He's... (laughs) He's a liar, a cheat, and a racist, says Cohen. So, uh, what Lanny, the words he put into his mouth, and and it was like a ventriloquist act from Lanny, from Lanny Davis. Lanny Davis was sitting right over Michael Cohen's right shoulder while all of this was going on, basically following him along with the script, making sure that uh, Cohen got all of the talking points right. 
um, just playing into the the narrative that Trump's a racist, never mind the fact that he never was a racist before he ran for president of the United States. He got awards from the NAACP and glowing praise from Jesse Jackson and the Rainbow Push Coalition. Everybody loved him. As soon as he ran as a Republican, he suddenly morphed into some uh, neo-Klansman or something. But Cohen wants to do right by the American people now. I may not be able to change the past, but I can do right by the American people here today. Oh, Michael Cohen wants to do right by the American people. Michael Cohen wants to save Michael Cohen's butt, and he's willing to go in there, have Lanny Davis march him into that hearing room and say anything that he's told to say in order to try to get some leniency out of the Southern District of New York that will be deciding if and when he gets parole on his three-year sentence. It really was uh, unbelievable to watch, but I'm going to play you a clip here. This is Jim Jordan of Ohio. Um, and really, he was the uh, the most effective, you could say the only really effective Republican on the committee that uh, really took it right to Michael Cohen. And the amazing thing about all that is Jim Jordan is not actually a lawyer. Jim Jordan's a wrestling coach a college wrestling coach who ran, you know, for the house and won. But he was the most effective at making arguments yesterday. And and I'm going to play you a clip here. It's it's a long clip. I think this goes about four minutes. But uh, really, it um, it's the, uh, the best um, indictment of Michael Cohen in his testimony and the charade that was going on before the House Oversight Committee that uh, took place all day. Here we go. Your first big hearing, your first announced witness, Michael Cohen. I want everyone in this room to think about this. The first announced witness for the 116th Congress is a guy who is going to prison in two months for lying to Congress. Mr. Chairman, your chairmanship will always be identified with this hearing. And we all need to understand what this is. This is the Michael Cohen hearing presented by Lanny Davis. That's right. Lanny Davis choreographed the whole darn thing. The Clinton's best friend, loyalist, operative, Lanny Davis put this all together. You know how we know? He told our staff. He told the committee staff. He said the hearing was his idea. He selected this committee. He had to talk Michael Cohen into coming. And most importantly, he had to persuade the chairman to actually have it. He told us it took two months to get that job done. But here we are. He talked him into it. This might be the first time someone convicted of lying to Congress has appeared again so quickly in front of Congress. Certainly, it's the first time a convicted perjurer has been brought back to be a star witness in a hearing. And there's a reason this is the first, because no other committee would do it. Think about this. With Mr. Cohen here, this committee, we got lots of lawyers on this committee. This committee is actually a, encouraging a witness to violate attorney-client privilege. Mr. Chairman, when we legitimize dishonesty, we delegitimize this institution. We're supposed to pursue the truth, but you have stacked the deck against the truth. We're only allowed to ask certain questions. Even with that amendment you just told us about, well, Russ is now on the table. You initially told us we can't ask questions about the special counsel, can't ask questions about 
The Southern District of New York can't ask questions about Russia. Nope. Nope. Only subjects we can talk about are ones you think are going to be harmful to the President of the United States. And the answers to those questions are going to come from a guy who can't be trusted. Here's what the U.S. Attorney said about Mr. Cohen. While Mr. Cohen enjoyed a privileged life, his desire for ever greater wealth and influence precipitated an extensive course of criminal conduct. Mr. Cohen committed four, four distinct federal crimes over a period of several years. He was motivated to do so by personal greed and repeatedly, repeatedly used his power and influence for deceptive ends. But the Democrats don't care. They don't care. They just want to use you, Mr. Cohen. You're their patsy today. They got to find somebody somewhere to say something so they can try to remove the president from office. Because Tom Steyer told him to. Tom Steyer last week organized a town hall. Guess where? Chairman Nadler's district in Manhattan. Two nights ago, Tom Steyer organized a town hall. Guess where? Chairman Cummings district in Baltimore. The best they can find, the best they can find to start this process, Michael Cohen. Fraudster, a cheat, convicted felon, and in two months, a federal inmate. Well, actually, they didn't find him. Lanny Davis found him. I'll say one thing about the Democrats. They stick to the playbook. Remember, remember how all this started. The Clinton campaign hired Perkins Coie Law Firm who hired Glenn Simpson, who hired a foreigner, Christopher Steele, who put together the fake dossier that the FBI used to go get a warrant to spy on the Trump campaign. But when that whole scheme failed and the American people said, we're going to make Donald Trump president, they said, we got to do something else. So now Clinton loyalist, Clinton operative Lanny Davis has persuaded the chairman of the oversight committee to give a convicted felon a forum to tell stories and lie about the President of the United States so they can all start their impeachment process. Mr. Chairman, we are better than this. And lie Michael Cohen did. He lied repeatedly yesterday. He perjured himself again before the committee. The Republicans are already putting together criminal referrals for documents uh, that, uh, that Cohen signed that were untrue. And for stories he told yesterday, numerous lies that he told before the committee. But there's a lot to unpack there with uh, Jim Jordan's opening. And one of the things is that he's absolutely right that this whole spectacle was orchestrated by Lanny Davis. And what he did is he took his client, who had already marched into the Southern District of New York and pled guilty to things that weren't actually crimes, that is, that campaign finance violation. And it wasn't enough that he did that, convinced his client to plead guilty to something that wasn't a lie, that wasn't a crime. But he uh, exposed him again yesterday to perjury uh, charges that will be referred against uh, Michael Cohen while he was testifying before the committee. He, re- he lied several times uh demonstrably he he claimed that he never wanted a job in the white house well he was on tv sitting down with uh, chris como on cnn for the show saying that in fact that he wanted a job with the white house that that was just one of the minor lies He, he told several material falsehoods 
during his testimony. So what Lanny Davis has done is convince Michael Cohen that by cooperating with Lanny Davis, Lanny will use Lanny and the Clintons and the Democrat machine there in New York City will use their influence to reduce his sentence, try to get him early parole, and all of these other things. But when he took him down to Washington, D.C. and set him down in that committee chair, those, uh, those charges that will be referred by the Republicans on the committee to the Department of Justice will not be adjudicated in the Southern District of New York. They'll be adjudicated by the new incoming Attorney General, uh, Bill Barr. So Lanny Davis ought to be disbarred. There was no reason. There, it served no purpose, no purpose that at least benefited Michael Cohen for him to go there and expose himself to more perjury charges. And the truth is he couldn't come in there and deliver what Lanny Davis wanted it uh, without committing perjury. So he allowed himself to be used like that. But um, Lanny Davis has, uh, you know, apparently convinced this guy, and he's not too smart, Michael Cohen. He's not a bright guy. He's sort of a, a tragic figure. He's in way over his head. You know, he's he's basically a, a, a thug that Donald Trump used in his um, his construction business and other things uh, on the mean streets of New York. He said in his opening statement, uh, Michael Cohen did, that sometimes uh, Trump would have him contact vendors and tell them that they weren't going to get paid or they were going to get paid a reduced amount, as, as if that is necessarily uh, unheard of. Well, the fact of the matter is, when you're involved in a construction enterprise, the, the scale of Donald Trump is, you're going to have vendors that uh, either, one, don't deserve to get paid because they didn't deliver, or they screwed something up so bad that somebody else is going to have to come in and do it again, or they try to overcharge through change orders and other things. If you've ever been involved in construction, you know that vendors will try to push you as far as they can. And you need somebody uh, tough to, to lay down the law. But um, Michael Cohen's way out of his league, and, uh, and he is getting used and abused. He's going to be chewed up and spit out by the Clinton machine and the, the Democrats. I have no, I have, I don't believe for a hot second that Lanny Davis is working pro bono for Michael Cohen. He, he's just not, uh, Michael Cohen's not paying him and he shouldn't pay him. Michael Cohen shouldn't pay him because Lanny Davis is not working for Michael Cohen. Lanny Davis is working for the Clintons and the Democrats. Uh, we're going to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to hear some more of these clips from this this um, fiasco is the only word. I, I don't want to call it a hearing because it wasn't a hearing in the true sense of the word. It was a um, just a, um, a smear uh, episode. But we're going to go out to a little music. This is Tupelo Train by Chris Hagen. And uh, stick with us, and we'll be back in about a minute. Thank you. 
Jim Dawes, thanks for joining us. So, um, Jim Jordan basically just ripped uh, uh, Elijah Cumming and the the whole farce uh, apart. Um, he uh, he tore into Michael Cohen as well. Michael Cohen exposed himself as uh, a buffoon yesterday and a dishonest one at that. Here's a clip of um, Mark Meadows, um, congressman from North Carolina, I believe it is. Um, catching Michael Cohen in a lie. The question I asked before with regards to your false statement that you submitted to Congress. On here... I apologize for that. Let's uh, let's try this again. You'll to the gentleman from North Carolina. Uh, Mr. Cohen, I'm going to come back to the question I asked before with regards to your false statement that you submitted to Congress. On here, it was very clear that it asked for contracts with foreign entities over the last two years. Have you had any foreign contract with foreign entities, whether it's Navaris or the Korean Airline or Kazakhstan BTA Bank? Your testimony earlier said that you had contracts with them. In fact, it, you went it into talks, detail. Sir, I believe it talks contract. about lobbying. I did no lobbying. On top of in that, your they are testimony, not government. In, in, I, I'm not asking about lobbying, Mr. Cohen. They I'm are saying, not government agencies. Do you have do you have foreign contracts? Traded companies. Do you have foreign contracts? I currently have no foreign. Did contract. you have foreign contracts over the last two years? Foreign contracts. Contracts with foreign entities. Did you have yes. contracts? Yes. Yes. Why didn't you put them on the form? It says it's a criminal offense to not put them on this form for the last two years. Why did you not do that? Because those foreign companies that you're referring to are not government companies. It, it says non-governmental, Mr. Cohen. You signed they're about, it. They're talking about me as being non-governmental. No. And right, it says foreign agency. It, it says foreign contracts. Do you want us to read it to you? I, I, I read it, and it was reviewed by my counsel. And it was reviewed by his counsel. He really doesn't have a counsel. He 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 was marched in there without benefit of counsel. He was he was he's working for a a lawyer, or he's represented by a lawyer who does not have his interests at heart. Lanny Davis should absolutely be disbarred for what's going on. The, uh, by all rights, all of the convictions that uh, Michael Cohen pled guilty to should be overturned because he was not represented by competent counsel that actually was representing his interests. But this went on and on, and of course, you know by now that... Um, well, I guess what I should say about the hearing is uh, throughout all the lies that Michael Cohen uh, told, and I'm not uh, saying that he was lying as of my opinion, he was in fact lying uh, repeatedly uh, uh, and provably, and, uh, and he will be referred for criminal prosecution for that, I guarantee it. And, and what's uh, important to know about this hearing is when I say it's a charade, it was a true charade because none of the statements 
that Michael Cohen made designed to implicate Donald Trump in, in being a racist or um, uh, cheating on his wife or all of these other things that were private conversations between Michael Cohen, Trump's attorney, and himself. Now, if you wanted to admit that these uh, conversations were true, they were protected by the attorney-client privilege that Michael Cohen violated. Now, okay, he's been disbarred. He's lost his law license because, you know, he was convicted of perjury. But on top of that, those, um, those statements would never be admissible in any kind of uh, legal proceedings, a, a grand jury or a, a court hearing or even, you know, in any sort of a deposition because they violate the attorney-client privilege on top of being pure hearsay. You can't. Um, go testify, you know, um, well, I guess that, w- that wouldn't necessarily be hearsay if uh, Trump said it directly to him, but it's protected by the attorney-client privilege. Now, Michael Cohen was allowed to testify to many things yesterday that he said. Uh, other people told him that's pure hearsay, should never have been allowed, because it's, it's all designed for one thing and one thing only, just to, uh, to smear Trump in order to try to... Um, make a better case for Cohen to get uh, parole before his three years is up. And they talked about these um, campaign vi- uh, finance violations. This is the charge that Lanny Davis had Michael Cohen plead guilty to in the Southern District of New York in order to get this reduced sentence of three years. And they're saying that because Donald Trump uh, gave Michael Cohen the money to pay off Stormy Daniels for this non-disclosure agreement, that that's a campaign finance violation. Any any uh, talking head on TV or any writer uh, in the Never Trump media that tells you that, just know this. Unless they're a pure idiot and don't know the history of this, they're lying to you. Because this, uh, this matter's already been adjudicated with um, John Edwards, who was, uh, was a running mate for... Um, John Kerry, I believe it was. Yeah, he was running mate for John Kerry. And um, he had a love child, you probably remember, after going on TV saying that uh, the way you judge a man is by whether he's faithful to his wife. It came out about a year later that he had a uh, illegitimate child with uh, a woman. And his actual campaign donors ponied up a million dollars to keep this... Um, this uh, mistress quiet to buy her off and get her a non-disclosure agreement for her. The feds took him to court over that, alleging that that was in, in, um, in fact an illegal campaign contribution. And the court ruled, well, actually it was a hung jury and, uh, on, on some counts, but, uh, other counts, um, they acquitted that, um, and the, and the uh, government never retried the case, but they, they found that, Indeed, that was uh, uh, money spent for a private purpose because John Edwards would have had a interest, irregardless of a campaign, in keeping that affair quiet. And it cannot be considered a, a campaign finance violation. If you considered everything that somebody did um, while they were running for office a campaign finance violation, you you could 
And, and keep in mind, the difference here is Trump actually paid this out of his own pocket. It wasn't any campaign contribution. He paid it himself. So he certainly had an interest in independent of the campaign of keeping Stormy Daniels of making these allegations. I, I for one, don't believe her. I know a lot of people do. I don't believe her. I think she's uh, uh, blackmailing uh, Donald Trump because she she knew that he was uh, vulnerable uh, and wanted to keep this out of the news and was represented by Michael Avenatti. But um, there's no way that's a campaign finance violation. And and Lanny Davis had Michael Cohen uh, plead guilty to something that wasn't, in fact, a crime. And they know it wasn't a crime and, and never would have charged him unless he was going to plead guilty to it because it never would have stood up in court. Trying anything, twisting the law, standing it on its head in order to try, to try to get Donald Trump. And I have no doubt that if and when Donald Trump leaves office, those, uh, those zealous prosecutors in the Southern District of New York are going to uh, try to gin up some charges and put Trump in jail. They hate him that badly. Trump at some point's got to take the gloves off and uh, and start uh, start showing some people the door, and uh, cleaning house at beginning in the uh, Southern District of New York um, would be the the best place to to start. What else do I have to say about the meeting at the uh, the hearing yesterday? This uh, this new Congresswoman from Minnesota, Talib, the Muslim Palestinian um, Congress member representing the district that was formerly represented by the other Louis Farrakhan acolyte, um, Keith Ellison, who is now the attorney general of the state of Minnesota, if you can believe it. Uh, she came to the committee and, uh, and accused Mark Meadows of being a racist because he invited a black guest, um, to, uh, to attend the hearing with him said that he, he was using her as a prop. Now, this is coming from someone, this this uh, representative Tlaib, I can't remember her first name, who is uh, associated with Louis Farrakhan that has written articles for his, uh, his uh, newspaper. I can't remember what the, uh, the uh, uh, black Islamic newspaper uh, um, from the... Uh, the Nation of Islam. I can't remember what it's called, but she's written articles in their uh, official publication. She's refused to uh, dis- dis- disavow her previous statements. She um, she calls people racist at the drop of the hat. It's the easiest thing in the world. But she uh, she accused Mark Meadows of being racist because he brought a, brought a black witness to the to the hearing. Just more lunacy from the uh, from the new Democrat Party. So when uh, you know you know by now that uh, Trump um, walked away from the table over in Hanoi without a deal with uh, little Kim, uh, he says that uh, Kim, in exchange for closing down one of his major nuclear facilities, but not all of them, wanted all of the sanctions dropped, and Trump uh, wasn't willing to make that deal, so he walked away. Now the North Koreans are claiming that that, that wasn't the case; that they just wanted some of the sanctions dropped. But the truth of the matter is, uh, in a sanctions regime, you have to have, you know, a significant amount of them. Otherwise, they're not effective at all. They uh, they all start getting. Um, you, you can't control a partial 
um, sanctions regime at some point. Here, if let me see if I can find this clip of uh, Nancy Pelosi. She seemed downright giddy over the fact that the uh, the summit designed to denuclearize North Korea uh, failed. Roll that tape. This takes preparation. This takes knowledge. This takes judgment, and clearly, it takes preparation, which the president didn't make. It's clear he didn't know what he was getting into, and now he's walking away from it. He didn't know what he was getting into. So uh, the president, uh, you know, when he got involved, he inherited this mess from from uh, eight years of Barack Obama and eight years of uh, George W. Bush and eight years of Bill Clinton before that. The Koreans already had a nuclear program, and they were, they were on the verge of uh, um, developing ICBMs. As a matter of fact, they have the um, the launch capacity. It's unknown now whether or not they have the technology to allow for the reentry of the uh, the nuclear warheads. But in almost two years now, there has not been any further uh, launches or nuclear tests from North Korea. But Nancy Pelosi, according to her, Trump doesn't know what he's doing. Not. Barack Obama that allowed this problem to fester and grow and threaten the 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 world not George W Bush or Bill Clinton before that no it's it's um Donald Trump the first guy in 24 years to to bring this uh issue to the table to stop the the testing and um, and if this takes more meetings, then so be it. Kim committed that he wouldn't continue testing or that he wouldn't resume testing, either missiles or nuclear uh, tests. So, yeah, if you can't get a, a good deal, don't, don't negotiate a half-hearted deal. We've already been down that road, and it was a disaster. The Democrats were absolutely giddy. The uh, the talking heads on CNN and, and MSNBC uh, seemed delighted that Donald Trump failed to uh, to to get this do, uh, deal um, denuclearizing North Korea. But um, no matter what happens, yesterday will be remembered in the history books as one of the most shameful days in the history of the House of Representatives, as Elijah Cumming or- orchestrated or allowed Lanny Davis to orchestrate this farce before the American people at the exact same time that our president was overseas trying to um, to make the world safe. Well, that's about all. If you like this program, please like, comment, and share. And we're going to take you out with a couple of minutes of uh, some nice country uh, country music. This is Blue Creek Trail by Dan Leibowitz.
you'll join us back here again tomorrow for another edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. Please sure to share it with your friends and smack that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. We'll talk to you later. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details.